0: welcome to the muckle teal football show my name is miles the carolina panthers are sixth team in the 32 team countdown to nfl kickoff just previewing every single team on the way to the kickoff. Um, The Panthers, well, we got a lot to talk about the quarterbacks. We got a lot to talk about if they can overcome five wins. They were 5-11 in 2019, 5-11 in 2020, 5-12 in 2021. A bonus loss. Uh, They'll be getting quote-unquote back. Christian McCaffrey's going to give another go. Um, We're now two years Two years have fully gone, come and gone since his 2019. You know, the, the Christian McCaffrey 2019 season was amazing. It was Marshall Falkian, Roger Craigian, uh, 1,400 rush yards, 1,000 receiving yards, 19 touchdowns. One of the greatest running back seasons of all time. But they went 5-11. and 11. <laughs> And you can maybe make the excuse, oh, well, that was the Kyle Allen era, you know, that was, they didn't have any good quarterback play happening there. You know, maybe now, then Sam Darnold later, you know, now we're, now we're talking about some other quarterbacks. So, but all of that is irrelevant. If you're making excuses for Christian McCaffrey's great season, not translating to wins. And you're saying that even, you know, 2, 2,500 yards and 120 catches can't move the needle unless you get good quarterback play, then shouldn't we be talking about the quarterbacks then? <laughs> yes. And Carolina oh boy <laughs> now we're about to talk about the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation buckle in cuz we are all over the place especially the last couple years you know they're they're announcing they're moving on from They're definitely their best quarterback in franchise history. I think 26 years only the Panthers have existed. But they're moving on from Cam Newton. We're going with Teddy Bridgewater. We're signing him to a long-term contract. He's a great leader. Then all of a sudden, Teddy Bridgewater is not a great leader. Gives us no ceiling. We're trading him. We're signing Sam Darnold. And we're unnecessarily picking up Darnold's fifth-year option. Why? Because we believe in him. And then one year later, Donald sucks. We wish we didn't have to pay him the fifth-year option. We need somebody. How about Cam Newton? You know. And then we now we're moved on from Newton again, and we're back to throwing stuff at the wall. And they're getting they drafted Matt Corral, and they traded for Baker Mayfield after surely trying to trade for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson before that. But what we have ended up with this is amazing. <laughs> we have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold through all that gobbledygook. We have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold on the same team five years after being drafted number one and number three overall. Take your mind back to 2018, spring of 2018. The endless articles talking about Sam Darnold versus Baker Mayfield versus Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson, but largely Baker and Darnold just nitpicking every little thing, trying to say who, would, who should be picked first and... and we could not have asked for a better evaluation of this than putting them on the same team while they're still young to remove maximum variables. Um, now, getting here has been problematic, but just saying, take your mind back to spring of 2018, and this is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold, I mean, he has collapsed. I mean, we, famously, the Seeing Ghosts comment, uh, which was broadcast during the Monday Night Football mic'd up, um, has... Haunted him, pardon the pun. Um, and his, his time in the Jets, not great. In September, Darnold looked like, oh, maybe he's able to get something going, largely through rushing touchdowns, but he again let us down. I mean, how many times has Sam Darnold shown a little flash and then followed it with nothing? I mean, injury aside, it's happened too many times to be a coincidence. Uh, though he did say he's proven he can play at a high level. Not great. Not great. Not because I don't expect an nfl quarterback to say that i think every nfl quarterback would say that but the reaction of the internet the radio the tv traffic analysts you know they get take that comment and they sell their products with it that itself is telling about how people feel about sam darnold and how he has actually performed on the field baker meanwhile the really weird career arc with 2018 rookie year. Looked like he was going to be the next star. 2019 goes bad with all the hype. 2020 goes good with the post hype, and 2021 season goes bad. Um, And Baker, he just hasn't carried a team. He had a good roster. Maturity issues have been thrown around. I don't know, but the action tell, I don't know anything about that, but I do know the action tells the biggest story that the Browns were so desperate for a new quarterback, they gave a king's ransom to Deshaun Watson and they let Baker Mayfield go here to the Carolina Panthers for basically nothing. So, here are these two, Baker and Darnold, five years after they were the the talk of spring 2018, and they're competing for a job in camp right now. Uh, They uh, just, uh, I think this was Wednesday, uh, uh, the 8th or the 9th, whichever one of those was uh, was August 8th or 9th, um, offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo weighed in on the camp battle between Darnold and Baker, said, as long as we don't resort to cannibalism, I think we have a chance to get out of this pretty good. So it is good to rule out cannibalism. Do not murder and eat one of these guys. I don't know how likely it was, but it is good to rule that out. No, just kidding. The rest of the quote, uh, McAdoo said, uh, they're... They're both going to be better players after we come out of camp and playing really good football. We're just going to let it play itself out. I think the worst thing you can do is rush a decision. Just have some patience. So from the at least party line, it seems like they're really evaluating this, but I'm not really buying it. It's got to be Baker, right? It's got to be Baker Mayfield. I think we've, we've seen Darnold. We know he can't do it. And Baker, meanwhile, does have a shred of hope. Does have a shred of hope? Maybe he's not going to be—he's not going to be a Mahomes, a Herbert, a Burrow, but he could absolutely be a Kirk Cousins. He could absolutely be a Jimmy Garoppolo. It's possible. So that'll be exciting to see play out. I'm—I'm I'm thinking Baker will get that job, uh, but we will see. If he doesn't, that's a—that's a—that itself is a data point. Uh, DJ Moore is there, exciting wide receiver. Thin behind him though, Robbie Anderson. Uh, last year, if—if if there's any excuse for Donald. Uh, and And we have four years of excuses for Donald. But the offensive line was really bad last year. The Panthers' offensive line with the Dolphins offensive line was just like competing for worst and second worst all season. Um but the Panthers are not rolling with that same offensive line this year. They drafted uh, uh, Iquanu in the six overall pick at uh, the left tackle. Uh, they ha- already have a great right tackle. They're one good player on the line. Taylor Moten uh, is still there. They brought in a free agent center. They brought in a free agent guard. So, you know, we're this is not the same line. So we're looking at something different for the Panthers. And the defense gets a little hype. The defense is pretty good, right? Uh, you know, they allowed, uh, the second fewest yards in the league. Brian Burns, a defensive end, good secondary, uh, that gets back JC Horn, who was a top 10 pick in 2021. He was looking great before the injury. I'm not really saying the Panthers defense is actually good. Um, I think statistically they turned in good, but they, they also had some cake quarterback matchups. Like Davis Mills and Zach Wilson, early in their time, uh, early in Mills and Wilson's careers, basically their debuts. Um, however, the point is the Panthers' defense is not the dumpster fire that the offense might be. Here, you know we will see. But let's let's see now. Let's pick the line. <laughs> The Panthers' line is at five and a half. A tough ask, since they've, <laughs> since as I was just talking about at the beginning of the podcast, it's been five wins in 2019, five wins in 2020, five wins in 2021, um, and everything I just said about the offense, defense, I'm not really banking on. I'm also not a huge fan of head coach Matt Rule. Seems to be a mat uh, uh, a lame duck, you know, even though. I'm not going to blame him for all that quarterback stuff I said. I think owner David Tepper may be more to blame for this. Is this a rebuild? I I don't know. Is it a rebuild or is it just a a flail, a flail build? I I don't know. But it's possible David Tepper has learned some things. Nobody's going to fire the owner. Someone is going to fire this coach. (laughs) Matt Rule is going to pay the price here. Uh, It just seems like a no-win situation. And there's just some articles I've read that just annoy me. I guess (laughs) I don't know, but there was the, I think there was this week Baker. They were in training camp Baker threw to, to Rashad Higgins, a training camp touchdown and Matt rule flagged it for taunting and made the offense run like really. I mean, from afar, that just rubs me the wrong way that that might work at Baylor, but like, don't do that to full grown professionals. If you were 10 and 23 as a head coach. So five and a half, I'll call it the four Pete, Of five wins and a mid December firing for Matt Rule. All right, thank you for tuning in. Mucklejill Football Show. We have shows on Thursday and Monday, all season long. And of course, we're counting down 32 teams on the way to NFL kickoff. Thank you and good night.